Welcome to Sports Mad Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past week, we've had two posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we shared a study where the authors found that youth baseball players who participated in a weekly 10-minute prevention program experienced fewer shoulder or elbow injuries and improved performance compared to those that performed a traditional warm-up. In the second post, we described a study where the authors reported that a sideline concussion assessment with symptom inventory, standardized assessment of concussion, and the balance error scoring system on a firm surface offers ideal accuracy for diagnosing a concussion. Annual baseline assessments provide only slightly improved diagnostic accuracy compared to just post-injury assessments alone. If we take a closer look at that first post, we find that the authors investigated the effects of a 52-week exercise program performed at least once per week during a warm-up on new injuries among 237 youth baseball players who were 9 to 11 years of age. The authors randomized 16 teams into two groups. The first group, performed a modified Yokohama Baseball 9 prevention program that consisted of five stretches, two dynamic mobility exercises, and two balance training programs. This warm-up took 10 minutes. The control group performed their usual stretching and training program. The prevention program aimed to improve risk factors for throwing injuries, particularly limited range of motion for elbow extension, posterior shoulder tightness, decreased shoulder and hip rotation, rotator cuff weakness, scapular dysfunction, rounded posture, and poor single leg balance. Two physical therapists trained the athletes and coaches to perform the program. The teams performed the prevention program at least one time per week. The authors visited the teams every 16 weeks for clinical and performance evaluations. These included assessing pain, morphologic changes, pitching speed, range of motion, and dynamic balance. Shoulder and elbow injuries were defined as pain that lasted at least two weeks, an inability to play in a game or practice, pain with throwing, or abnormal findings on clinical assessment or ultrasonography. Only eight players were lost to follow-up in the intervention group, and ten were lost to follow-up in the control group because they retired from baseball or moved away from the league. There was good compliance, with 73% of players in the intervention group completing the prevention program at least once per week. Typically, they did it about, on average, 1.6 times per week. There were no differences in the number of pitchers in each group, but the authors failed to control for the number of pitches thrown. Over the 52 weeks, 24 players, or 22% in the intervention group, reported a shoulder or elbow injury of the throwing arm. In comparison, 42 players in the control group, representing 38%, reported a shoulder or elbow injury of the throwing arm. The players that performed the prevention program also had improved ball speed, range of motion, and improved posture compared to the control group. The authors of this study found that a 10-minute throwing injury prevention program reduced throwing injuries 
and improved function outcomes in youth baseball players. The risk of these injuries was almost 50% lower in the intervention group compared with the control group. This decrease in injuries is actually similar to what we observe with lower extremity injury prevention programs. However, unlike those programs, the dropout was low and compliance was high, which suggests that this upper extremity program is easy to implement and maintain over a long time. It's also motivating for coaches and athletes to use this short program because it improved ball speed velocity and shoulder range of motion. Medical professionals should be aware of injury prevention programs for each sport and educate coaches, athletes, and parents about these programs. It is time that we step up and begin implementing these types of programs that are among the most effective prevention strategies available to the sports medicine community. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was a study where the authors concluded that 10 sessions of return to sports training compared with criterion-based post-operative rehabilitation alone yielded clinically meaningful, better two-year functional outcomes among young, high-level female athletes after an anterior cruciate ligament reconstruction. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice courses, then please check out our six online evidence-based practice courses available through the Human Kinetics website. We'll have links to our summaries, the courses, and the journal article on our new website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one.